the Ash, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast. We thought we'd get the Lord Mayor on just to talk about where we're at in terms of uh, the post-floods and the recovery efforts. And uh, he joins us now. Good morning, Lord Mayor. I see the full bus timetable back this morning. Ooh. Yeah, look, it's um, positive to see. We need it back. And um, obviously, um, you know, people are moving around the city now. Um, and yeah, so back back to normal timetables as of today. And that will continue on, obviously, for for the future. Uh, the other thing that's happening is uh, we've, we switched off the parking meters in February uh, and we're keeping them off until the end of March now, given what's happened. So um, another month of free metered parking all over the city, wherever there's parking meters. Oh, great. Um, what happened with the Mud Army? Did they do such a good job that they weren't needed anymore? Yeah. <laughs> well, they did. They did a fantastic job. Yeah. Uh, and obviously we had a big turnout on uh, Saturday with you know literally tens of thousands of people out. Um, look, one of the challenges, well, it wasn't a challenge, one of the different things this time um, to 2011 is that there was a lot more work done before the weekend this time. So mm. in 2011, uh, the the flood happened sort of Wednesday, Thursday, and then on the weekend, the Mud Army happened for a day and a half. And this time, the flood happened, as you're aware, on Monday, Tuesday, and, and then the, the clean-up started, obviously, with the friends and family and neighbours getting into it. So there was a lot more work done before the weekend this time. But nevertheless, we, we've got the army out, we've got the council crews out, so that the actual army is, is out there knocking on doors and helping people that need help, uh, and we're coordinating that. Um, I've noticed that a lot of the stuff has already started to be picked up on the sidewalks. Isn't oh, it's so disheartening when you drive past those streets and everyone's yes. got all their belongings Down outside on the footpath. It makes me want to cry. But you've already got a lot of it picked up. When do you think all that will be um, cleared up? Well, there's, de- there's definitely been a lot picked up. So to give you an idea on what's been picked up today, uh, today if, you, if you think about the Eiffel Tower in um, Paris, the pile of rubbish that we picked up already would go one and a half times the height of the Eiffel Tower. So that's that's the amount of rubbish that we've already picked up off the curb. Yeah. But there's actually, there's even more than that still to go. There's a lot more to go. So we're talking about um, potentially 3,000 plus streets that need to be picked up in terms of uh, flood waste. We've got 640 trucks and bobcats and ex- excavators out there across the city uh, in you know, more than 20 different suburbs doing the pickup at the moment. Yesterday, we had our biggest pickup day ever in terms of the amount of material, and that will really continue to hit the straps. So it's a massive job. Uh, it'll take a bit of time. What we're seeing as well is that when we pick up a street, you clear the street, and then within a short period of time, more stuff comes yeah, down to the curb. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's we're going to have to do several passes in a number of areas. And what about uh, uh, in terms of prevention moving forward, uh, the, I'm just Mike O'Connor's in the paper this morning saying, why don't we uh, get our top engineers to design some type of angled shield that can deflect all of this debris as it's coming down the river, particularly our city cats and our terminals, so that moving forward when we get another event like this, that, that they are going to be protected, or even if there's going to be something, move them all out into Morton Bay before. Like, what what preventative measures are we going to learn from this? Mm. Yeah, oh, look, there's always there's always a lot we can learn. But all of the ferry terminals that are built there, the, the City Cat terminals and ferry terminals, they've all been designed post-2011 flood. In 2011, 
uh, there are a number of terminals that, that sank entirely. We have not had a single terminal that has been um, sank. Uh, we, we've basically been designed, we've designed them to a really strong level. And so they were hit with a lot of debris, and we've all seen the, the pictures of that. Yeah. But all of those terminals are still standing. Uh, they'll, they'll need a little bit of repair work to bring them up to standard. But in 2011, we literally lost entire terminals. We lost the Riverwalk. Um, the Riverwalk's still mm, standing. has been built strong. Yeah. Um, the terminals are still standing. Yeah, and, and certainly one of the things that we need to look at is the, uh, the issue of all of these, these pontoons that are getting loose and what can be done about those as well. Um, we, fa- we found out on Morton Island pontoons washing up on Morton Island, you know, places like Tangalooma and Cowan Cowan and Bulwa. And these pontoons are made out of polystyrene foam, and that's getting away of the beach and into Morton Bay. You know, turtles and marine life are actually ingesting this stuff. So there's, there's, there's things in terms of design of pontoons that need to be looked at as well because it creates an environmental disaster too. What about the um, people are talking about either repair or retreat and the government may be buying back properties that are in floodplains? It's probably more a state issue, isn't it? But well, yeah, look, it's complicated. It, it, no, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's, it's an issue that comes up. Um, it, look, the reality is there were, there were 28,000 properties flooded in Brisbane. Now, if you start to look, you know, the average, the average or the median house price in Brisbane is now over 700,000. It's about 750,000 from memory. So we're talking about billions of dollars worth of property. So you know, no government could ever afford to buy back all that property. Mm. And so what we see is that, you know, th- there's programs that can have buyback, but you're never going to be able to buy back all of those 28,000 properties. It's just the, the scale of it, the value of that property uh, is extraordinary. So there's, there's different things that, we can, that can be done. Uh, that's one that we can look at in really extreme areas. We can look at buyback programs. But then there's also resilience programs, which are important. So that means making sure buildings are designed in a way that, you know, if they do flood, they can be brought back up to standard and up to scratch uh, much more quickly and with less damage. And so we've got a program where we're supporting owners in fitting out their buildings in a way that, you know, when the flood comes in, they can hose it out and be back up and running really quickly. Different types of materials used different electrical systems, you know, and and that's already shown to be effective in a number of areas where it's been used. Well, thanks for coming on, providing an update. It's a pretty comprehensive update, and it's nice to see that we have a full bus timetable back this morning and uh, that free on-street parking that we've been enjoying. That will continue until the end of this month everywhere in Brisbane. Thanks, Lord Mayor. Thanks, guys. The Ash, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast.